Last week we focused on defense at Town Hall 15. This week we focus on offense with troops and pets being the main topic of discussion. But first, a little funny segment that I thought you guys might enjoy. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna end it off here, and then we're gonna start the new episode. If that if you're good with that, do you guys need to use a bathroom or anything like that? <laughs> My office doesn't have a restroom. So. <laughs> yeah, no, pop, pop out a bottle, TV. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Clash Tips Podcast. We are joined this week once again by Aries. Super excited to be talking about Town Hall 15. Last week we talked a lot about the defenses that were introduced at Town Hall 15. This week we're going to be talking a little bit more about the offense side of it. But before we get into that, Supercell decided to lower the cost of a lot of the lower town halls and areas. I want to get your feedback on that. So there were major cost reductions for lower town halls, 15% reduction for town hall 10, 30% reduction, 30%, 30% reduction for town hall 11 and 12, which is huge. And then 25% reduction for town hall 13. My understanding is there's no reduction for town hall 14, which is pretty typical what is your initial thoughts about that since you have so many bases yourself or maybe you see people in your streams that are talking about upgrading first of all i think it's great i think um i think it's great that they're pushing people to kind of upgrade in a non you know too pushy way (laughs) Mm -hmm. um they're just helping them along right because if someone we talk about this often on my stream but if someone just opens up the game for the very first time and they start the base, it's very daunting, right? Especially having 15 come out. It's very scary, you know, for those. And sometimes they get overwhelmed. We saw, uh, you know, I know a lot of people have quit at like eight and nine and then they come back to the game and they're like, oh my goodness, look at all this. I have to upgrade. Mm-hmm. So I think this definitely helps them also with, you know, some of the people that I have in my, um, my community clan, the, they're they want to stay at the lower town halls because they think it's easier and you know less stress they don't have the time to invest it which is totally fair mm-hmm. um but i think with this it's kind of another push right because we saw with the introduction to clan capital where you weren't able to get all of your your forges going unless you had a certain town hall right it's only open to certain unlocks at certain town hall levels so the more you're upgraded the more you get the more enjoyment you can get out of the game the more you can participate that kind of thing and so i think this is a great way to for supercell to kind of just nudge along the upgrade process so i completely agree in that i really enjoy the lower town hall level so i have two max town hall 11s i have a town hall 12 i have a town hall 13 and i wore non-stop i do 5v5s in my cute little corks bar clan that's a level three clan and i just i just spin it i run it and i run it and i run it and sometimes i come up against clans who actually have league style bases I love it. It forces me to go in there and to think about maybe a Queen Charge Lalo attack or a Sui Lalo, some form of Zap Lalo, or a lot of a lot of times it's just these random internet bases. And if that's the case, I'll just do Zap Witches and just completely mow over the base. So I understand if a player says, look, I enjoy Town Hall 11. I want to get really good at this town hall. I want to stay here for a little bit, or maybe it's their secondary account that they really enjoy. I totally get that perspective. TD, do you enjoy the lower town halls as much? And what do you think about these cost reductions for the lower town halls as well? 
one thing just real quick, you had mentioned Town Hall 14. Town Hall 14 is getting some discounting okay. in aggregate. It's like a 4% discount. On I think hero troops and spells is like four and a half or 5%. Heroes is like two or 3%. So it's not, it's not huge, but it's not nothing. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of something. Uh, I am a huge fan of the lower Town Hall community. There are a lot of creators that do a much better job than I do of creating content because like some of these, you know, they're professionals. They do this for a living and I'm just a guy with an iPad. But mm-hmm. when I do like to make a lot of town hall, lower town hall content, because there are millions and millions of players out there that have town hall eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. And so I like to make content for them because there aren't a whole lot of creators that do a bunch for lower town halls. And I've been talking a lot this year about the quality of life improvements that Supercell has made. And I am, I am absolutely enamored with their commitment to the lower town hall player base because the lower town hall players are the ones that will eventually become the higher town hall players, which will hopefully keep the game alive for many years to come and them making the reduction in cost and making the reduction in time is just a way I think to just help keep the funnel full of new players because we know that at every town hall level there's a you know it's either you know time it's there's something going on in life they're too busy they can't keep playing or they're like oh this is too daunting I give up I'm not going to keep pushing for this but the more players we can get in the funnel and the more we can keep them in the funnel the more likely we are to have the game around to keep us all enjoying it. So I'm a big fan of all the quality of life improvements they've made from, you know, the reduced training times to the, the free troops to the extra life for the heroes. There are so many great quality of life improvements. And when I made my Town Hall 15 release, you know, my, my top five things to know for Town Hall 15 TikTok, the first one was no new hero. The second one that I mentioned before any of the other stuff that was announced was the reduction in costs for the lower town halls. Cause that's a big deal for people. And so I'm mm, super yeah. excited. And personally, I love the lower town hall content. Like Harry said, Oh, my favorite town hall nine, like outside of 14, my favorite town hall nine. I know that you have a, a fondness for town hall 11. I actually sit right in between you guys at town hall 10 is like my favorite town hall. I love mm. go hog at town hall 10. It's like, I, I used to do this thing back when global chat was still a thing. I, you know, trolling for not trolling, but patrolling for YouTube subscribers, <laughs> like chatting with people in global, like, um, do you ever uh, need help figuring out attacks? And, you know, it's like, I would very like casually, like eventually try to work in that. I had a YouTube channel with like five subscribers or whatever. And what I would often do is tell people, Oh, you know, like your town hall 10 looks good, but I bet I could three star with no problem. And I would just join other clans and like destroy bases, showing people different strategies and town hall 10 was one that i did a lot with because there were a a lot of town hall 10s i'd find in global and so like i've always been a huge fan of town hall 10 but the reductions that they've put into their town hall 12s and 13s i think is just i i see a lot of comments from people whether it's on reddit whether it's on youtube whether it's on tiktok on discord of like i'll never get there like great that they made town hall 15 like i'll be there in 50 years and it's no joke like that 30% reduction, which of course, though, I, I get a lot of people are like, that's crap. They shouldn't be doing that. It took me forever. I'm like, you're so stupid. Like yeah. the game will die if they never change the cost. Yeah. What were walls at Town Hall 9 were like 4 million for a mm-hmm. wall at Town Used Hall to 9. Yep. Yeah. Now they're like, I don't know, 17 Five. or something. So it's like <laughs> I, they need to keep reducing the cost to keep people moving through the funnel. Tip had actually made a comment. I don't know, it was one of the first times we had talked that like eventually they're going to need to make how we've got like a hammer of heroes or a hammer of spells. They'll need to make like a hammer of town halls where to like upgrade everything one. Because otherwise, eventually, like when, when we're at town hall 27, working with you town hall 13, like the first 20 royal champion levels better be like 500 dark elixir because otherwise. <laughs> what, what do you think about that, Aries? 
Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, that would be interesting <laughs> indeed. I do know what he's talking about though. Cause I have some people that come into my stream that are like, oh, this isn't good enough. They, you know, th there's like two ends of the spectrum. One is them saying that it's not good enough. They want more reduction or the other who like, I, I always think of them like as like the old, old, you yep. know, <laughs> old players. Yep. They're like I had to go through it. I had to pay full price for it. Why are they getting a discount now later? And it's just like, if you don't understand the way that the game will work, we all grow together. If we have like a, a bottleneck in the system, it, the game's just going to die. Yeah, so. people are going to fall off for sure. Right. Yeah. So I, I find it super interesting, Trample, that you mentioned that Town Hall 10 is actually your favorite. I don't think I have ever heard a player say that. And I actually did not know that about you. I mean, we've been, uh, we've gotten pretty close over these past five months or so. And I don't know that I've ever heard you say that Town Hall 10 is your favorite. Is that because of the Inferno Tower and the fact that you're just OP with that? I don't know. I just always, I think I... I, I've been a hog rider fan. Hog rider is my favorite troop by far. It's been my favorite troop at every town hall. And it's like, you know, when I was your age, giant bombs dealt extra damage to hog rider. Like, I, I don't want new players to have, yeah, I, I don't want new players to have to take 50% more damage from giant bombs. Like that's my, my favorite nerf in the entire game. Well, my two favorite nerfs are when they reduce the giant bomb damage to normal for hog riders. And when they made the Inferno towers stop blocking heal, because that actually yeah. made hog riders a viable attack strategy at town mm -hmm. hall 10. Cause prior to that, my most common attack, I was using this like five golem Pekka. Like it was just like yeah. hardly any troops except a couple of golems and Pekkas. And I, when they made the change to where the heal spell was no longer blocked by the Inferno Tower. Of course, that gave rise to the Queen Charge because previously you would have never been able to accomplish that. But for me, what hit home was like, oh my gosh, I can use Hog Riders. Like, this is so cool. Um, I just, what I liked about Town Hall 10 so much was it felt like there was more opportunity for diversity in the attacking because you you know you get a few more troops your heroes are stronger to be able to withstand some more effective funneling and the inferno tower makes it to where it's more difficult than a town hall nine in some regards i know that if you're talking about league wars where like you can't use clan castle troops of course that changes the landscape but i just always really loved the complexity that was introduced with town hall 10 of you know the inferno towers and multi-target versus single target like i feel like that's the first step you make as an attacker to where you have to pay attention to i guess that's not fair the direction the air sweeper is facing is the first like variable thing mm. or, or ground expos versus air but the the inferno towers made a difference like you would never wind up trying to do like a mass witch attack against two multi-target inferno towers like it's just not as good of an idea at least especially when the lightning spell was like two spell slots and it kind of randomly missed the target you were trying mm -hmm. to hit in the first yeah. place. <laughs> yep. But I, I I had fun with go hog attacks. I really enjoyed even just being able to use some of those tanky like golem Pekka attacks. And when they introduced the siege machines, Town Hall 10 being the first one where you could introduce siege machines also gave rise to like, you know, Electron Lalo attacks that you could do with a blimp that had an Electro Dragon plus a balloon. And they're, right. you know, being able to have bowlers, you know, like I love a clone bomb. Like there's so many cool fun attacks for town hall 10 that I just, I have always really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, for me, town hall 10 was actually the opposite because back, back, I don't want to say back in my day, but yeah, I mean, when I was doing town hall 10, you couldn't heal through the, the IT. So it was, it was really difficult to teach. I mean, it was so disheartening. And I knew so many people who, when they got to 10, it was like, they quit. They were like, I can't do this. I can't triple. I'm done. And so it was almost like I rushed through 10 because I was so scared of it. 
And then I fell in love with 11. So then I just took a lot of my, I have one 10 now and she just sits there and she looks pretty, but I mean, she's maxed and I never play her anymore, but yeah, 11 and nine are probably my favorite. I have, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say 10 is, is their favorite. So that is, that. <laughs> that, yeah, that is super interesting. So before we move on to offense, we did get some upgrades talking about the Inferno Tower. The Inferno Tower will get an upgrade at Town Hall 15, as well as the Archer Tower, the Expo, Bomb Tower, Cannon, Air Defense, Mortar, Wizard Tower, and the Clan Castle. Of course, the storages are getting an upgrade. Interestingly enough, we're getting more army camp space and new wall levels. Aries, do any of those hit you as, oh, that's interesting that upgraded those or if it's pretty much same old, same old? Yeah, to me, it seems pretty same old, same old. I will say this because the scatter shots are not getting a new level and I know why they're not right now anyway, but it's just that the color scheme is going to be off for a little while in that regard. So I know that they're not because obviously it's going to be pretty defensive heavy, but it's gonna, we're going to have like giant green scatter shots just hanging out <laughs> on our base. It's going to be a little bit disjointed for a little bit. But, you know, I get it. I get why. I always know it's going to be a big update whenever you have to update your storages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Let's get ready to farm. Yeah, that, that kind of makes the air sweeper, the hairdryer, a bit annoying. That bright red air sweeper that's been the same since, what, Town Hall 11 or Town Hall 10? <laughs> Just sitting there. Yep. <laughs> TD. Like <laughs> Trample, did you have any response to these? I don't actually mind the color scheme, probably because my color vision is atrocious, but I don't mind the what, what other people are probably going to see as a very discordant feeling between the color scheme of the Town Hall 14 and 15 for some of those defenses that are not getting an upgrade. The one thing that I do note is I didn't like moving from Town Hall 13 to 14 the way that the walls look because Town Hall 14 walls are shorter than Town mm-hmm. Hall 13 walls. So they, yep. they look kind of weak. And I feel like the color scheme kind of clashes between the two. Yes. Uh, I feel like we'll be in somewhat of a similar boat going the other direction where the Town Hall 15 walls are a little bit taller. And there have been times visually when I'm looking at a Town Hall 15 that has, you know, because we can't upgrade all the walls to start. And I've actually in practice and testing stuff and making content, I've I miss that there's not a wall piece somewhere. Like I think, oh, that's a corner wall piece that's missing because it's like an anti-queen charge corner wall piece type of thing, but there's actually a wall piece there. I'm like, oh, damn it. And <laughs> I didn't see the wall piece there. It's like the wall pieces, you know, like that you can hide behind the archer towers right. and like, you're not sure if it's there. Like for me, visually, there's a little bit of uh, of a disconnect between the the walls. And I don't think it's as, as ugly as it was when you went from 13 to 14, but that's one thing that I think is, is definitely noteworthy. Uh, I am, I am intrigued by their desire to essentially like nerf air in some regard i feel like that's like looking at the troops that didn't get an upgrade and every single defense that is capable of hitting you know like the air defenses got an upgrade i thought maybe they wouldn't they didn't upgrade though the seeking air mine but the the red mine got an upgrade which of course is going to be more problematic for lalo because that's a, a beautiful way of dealing a decent number of additional hit points of damage to a nice little clump of balloons mm-hmm. uh, but I was actually, I was a little surprised at how many of the defenses got an upgrade because in times past, what they'll normally do is, let's just say that roughly a quarter to a third of the defenses will be upgradable right away. And then they kind of space those out in future upgrades of like, oh, now your archer towers and your scattershot can get upgraded. Oh, and now your inferno towers and whatever can get upgraded. So I actually feel like 
it's an interesting step for them in that maybe that means that we'll be getting other content that's bigger that they're planning over the course of the next year and a half if they're not going to try and take the Town Hall 15 upgrade and be something that is like the next four updates are all going to be just new stuff for Town Hall 15. So we did get some new troop levels for stuff. We got uh, the Barbarian, the Archer, the Giant, Wallbreakers, Wizard, Miner, and E-Drags. E-Drags is super interesting to me. I don't know why they decided to upgrade E-Drags and not any other air troops. I know that Carl is going to be so excited that his E-Drags are upgraded. He is just jumping up and down. Aries, are you excited about any of these new troop levels that are going to be upgraded at Town Hall 15? For me, I think... Okay, so I'll, I'll kind of go off, go off of, you know, some things that have already been said. But at the same time, I am nervous for air, and and that's because of all the all the obviously the defenses that we saw that are getting the update, and there's still more sneak peeks to come, and so I'm wondering, you know, what what they've got planned. You know, I feel like they're just like these evil geniuses in there, mm-hmm. <laughs> in their little places, <laughs> and like thinking of all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and but I I am. Um, sometimes, you know, before, uh, when I was maxed on all my elixir stuff, you know, before they took away the training costs, I used to farm with Ejags because they were easy. It was just like, you know, you can put them down and get all the loot. It was super fun. And so it was kind of mindless for me to farm with them. I haven't used them since. So I'm intrigued to see the Ejags. I know, uh, in, in a couple of the competitive wars that I had streamed a few weeks back, there were a few Ejag hits and they smashed and it was great. So another level on that, it's interesting, you know, like you said, to be one of the only air troops, plus we saw the minion getting the update too. Oh, minion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how people use them all together because we know that, you know, like the standard Lalo is going to take a huge hit from multiple sides. Trample, you are the king of the spam attack. And I say that with complete and, and profound respect for that ability. <laughs> Do you think that super giants and yetis are going to overtake the meta? Because I'm looking at the monolith, for example, and the spell towers and all of the defenses and setup that supercell's throwing at us. To me, that looks like for a perfect environment for A, witches, B, yetis, C, super giants and super wizards or super giants and bowlers anything that's going to be a big troop like super bowlers or pekka smash lalo they're going to be a lot more difficult to do so what do you think about that so i personally and this is like some of the stuff that i've you know having the opportunity to tinker around with some of the stuff already i'm actually really impressed not with super giants I am impressed with super giants. The regular giant at level 11 is incredibly powerful. I've mm. been tinkering around, you know, and it's cool because I'm attacking a max town hall 15 with max town hall 15 troops. The new giants, and it's so crazy because, you know, this is just like you think about the level of precision that goes into the balancing that Supercell puts out here. You know, most of the upgrades, when you go from one troop level to the next, you're getting like seven, seven or eight percent increases in hit points and damage. But I was doing an attack with some just regular giants and regular wizards against a town hall 15 without the new defenses, just upgrading all of the defenses that existed and absolutely plowing them under. And it's, and that's just, and I did the same attack then with like town hall 14 giants and wizards and, you know, ended up getting like a 70% two star. So like, I'm, I'm really excited about not just 
the level of the giant, the level of the wizard, but I'm also excited for what it implies for the super barbarian and the super archer that the barbarian and the archer are getting mm-hmm. additional levels. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I do think, and this is like early estimates, I think that the ice golem is going to become even more important in future attacks just because of some of the additional problems that are going to be created by the spell towers where you like you almost need some additional reset or some additional time to slow things down and give you a little bit of a breather or a little bit of a break so i do think that they're going to be important you guys are talking about electro dragons the thing that i'm most intrigued about with the electro dragons is going to be the chain damage triggering spell towers because they they can often you know they'll bolt through sometimes to something unexpected in the middle of the base that might be in range of a spell tower and you might essentially be able to avoid dealing with a lot of the effects of the spell tower if an electro dragon happens to hit one of the protected buildings with its chain damage so i i do think that that's going to be an interesting thing and i wouldn't be surprised to see some of the some of the best attackers, like when you wind up looking in trophy count, some of the people that are up there, they're people that are there, you know, you call it E-drag yeah. spammers, but they're like strategic E-drag, whatever you call it. They're a, yeah. incredibly skilled attackers with electro dragons. And I think that's actually going to see maybe not to the same degree that we saw super dragons when they, before they got their adjustment. But I think that there's going to be a, a big resurgence of, of spam attacks in the form of electro dragons, just because it is, it's a fairly easy army to use if you are, able to identify the correct direction to come in and the correct small amount of funneling that might be necessary to get it going. But me personally, I think I'm looking at yetis and ice golems as things that are going to wind up being very important with uh, what has been revealed so far. Yeah, I agree. And and I did forget to mention, thank you, Aries, for mentioning the minions, because I also forgot to mention that golems and witches are getting an extra level. I know that Clash of Clans players across the universe are clapping and, and <laughs> shouting because they finally get their witch upgrade. I know that C-Node on the CGJ podcast has wanted a witch upgrade for forever, and he finally gets his witch upgrade. Do you see the meta as being a little more spammy? Number one, obviously, because people aren't exactly going to be sure how to face these defenses with their troops. And then number two, because of the type of defenses that Supercell has introduced in the monolith and things like that, that like the spell uh, tower, I'm not sure if it's going to be triggered by a witch's skellies or not. But are you seeing that spam might be the order of attacking in the future, at least the near future? Yeah, I think, oh, okay, so when, um, I, I can't remember exactly when it was, but there was a, a certain time, a brief, like maybe two month period, just for anybody who doesn't know, my actual name is Samantha. There was a time when I was doing a super, uh, super whiz spam that had some golems in it. And, you know, you set up the funnel and then you push through kind of indicative of like an old school witch slap. And they used to call me Spamantha. <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. And um, so I embraced that because I lolloed, you know, I did hogs back at the town hall eight, town hall nine days. And then I embraced the lolo after that. So I really haven't ever been spam. And I think spam gets a lot of hate, but there is really what is, I like to call a strategic spam where it's not just you like throw everything down on the screen at one time. It's that you actually set things up to, you know, like we were just talking about, like, you know, where you have the funnel set up, you have, if you know which way to come in, you're more successful, that kind of thing. So I think that's going to be what we're seeing a lot in the competitive scene where it's not just going to be everything is Queen Charge Lalo, which is is amazing. You know, there's amazing talent within that. Uh, it's going to bring some diversity into the meta. And there's so many different things you can do with these troops. Like to me, it seems kind of random, the troops that they decided to up- upgrade. 
but like we said before, they're like little, you know, masterminds trying to think of ways to kind of, Hey, let's, let's throw a wrench in the current meta and see what they can do with this, which I always think is really fun. Well, even if you look at the spell levels, that even kind of points to a more spammy type of army. The new spell levels that are getting upgrades are the jump, which if you think about trying to get your witches or whatever into a base, a jump would be key. Light Lightning. So think Zap Witches at Town Hall 11. I mean, I don't know exactly what types of things Lightning can take out at Town Hall 15. Uh, the poison spell and the bat spell. Again, I use bat witches or bat slap at town hall 11 all the time. So to me, everything is pointing to spam. And also since worlds just ended, supercell doesn't have to necessarily cater to that professional player because i i remember back at the beginning of the summer and aries i'm sure that you can kind of corroborate this but the higher level professionals were complaining because they were saying that a lot of noobs were coming in with super dragons and were basically just spamming super dragons and were good with you know placing freezes and rage and were essentially beating these professional teams who were trying to use lalo so supercell doesn't really have to worry about that spam atmosphere because they have a whole year before clash worlds is going to be coming about. Are, do you see that happening? Yeah, definitely. I think too, they're, they're not under pressure. Like you said, to have to worry about, okay, well, we can't, we got to make sure that we make it difficult enough for the spammers that can't just come in and throw everything down on the base. That was something that they were, they were really having a hard time with. And even in the community leagues, we saw that too, where we would see teams that weren't necessarily bad. They had some really amazing players. It was just the way that they got there was just, you know, regular spam. And right, right. like we talked about before, a spam gets a bad hate, but sometimes there is like strategic spam that it does take some knowledge on the base and what the troops can do. So it just depends on, you know, the base building aspect of it too, because a lot of these, <clears throat> a lot of these base builders, they build, to combat some of these higher level attacks. So when you have spam thrown at it, it's, it's yeah, like, it might totally, run it over. are not ready for it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So the big news of course, is that we have four new hero pets and I, I trample, I actually just watched your tip talk tip tip talk. <laughs> that would be great. Your tip talk on that this morning on the four new hero pets, we got frosty diggy, the lizard and the Phoenix all of them are super creative, super cool. Interestingly enough, I made it, I put out a YouTube video a little bit ago about a frosty flamingo, which would freeze the defenses ahead of the hero. And then they come out with frosty, the sea lion or sea otter or something like that. But <laughs> it looks like a walrus. I think it has tusks. The, yeah, the sea, like the walrus, sea walrus. Yeah. <laughs> Trample, what are your, what's your initial response on the pets and how do you think that they're going to be used? I am very underwhelmed by the poison lizard. It, it's, it's pretty quick and it gets out in front of the hero and then it dies. And I think, you know, if I were to say in the way that the way Town Hall 14, there's kind of like the standard pet configuration is unicorn with the queen, Lassie with the royal champion, owl with the warden and the yak with the barbarian king. I think that the very first blush, if we had no more Town Hall 14 pets and we only had Town Hall 15, the setup would be king with frosty, queen with the phoenix, 
Diggy with the Royal Champion and the Grand Warden with the Poison Lizard. I think the Poison Lizard is terrible for the most part on the Archer Queen because she's got a ranged attacks and he's just going to run in there and get mowed down. You sometimes get the use out of him in all the practicing that I've been doing, but he doesn't tend to work out much better than a Headhunter would. So I'm very underwhelmed by the Poison Lizard. We'll see if they wind up making some adjustments. Otherwise, I would think that that if you take all the attacks people are making over the course of the next few months, once everybody's got eight pets unlocked i think that the lowest concentration of pet usage will be with a poison lizard i think the number one is still going to be the unicorn i don't see a lot of movement pushing the unicorn off of the queen the phoenix is really cool it's really interesting it obviously makes a lot more sense to have it paired up with something like the archer queen or the royal champion or even the king where you're going to get a lot of extra damage in those last eight seconds that it has before it winds up going down the warden having the phoenix is kind of goofy because by the time the warden's got eight seconds left that means he's going to fire like two more times because he takes such a long time in between each shot and it's really just not that amazing but i can see the diggy i think is going to be huge with the royal champion as a part of hybrid attacks i think it's going to be incredible having him pop in there to stun defenses and then just like lassie which i love lassie actually but i think lassie is going to get replaced by diggy because diggy will also attack whatever the royal champion or whatever their hero is attacking and i think that's going to be a huge piece for them and that was my question if you thought that diggy was going to essentially take the place of Lassie you 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 think that I do I think like for me right now with what I've seen my hero setup would probably be royal champion getting Diggy barbarian king getting the yak because the yak is still my absolute favorite hero pet I just wish they hadn't nerfed him to stop dealing splash damage I was so sad when that happened I love the yak (laughs) by far the yak is my favorite pet even with the new ones that are out I love the yak I think I would have queen with the unicorn royal champion with Diggy the Barbarian King with the Yak and the Grand Warden, depending on the attack that you're making, I might wind up throwing the the Electro Owl still, or I might replace it with, with Frosty or with Lassie just to give him some extra tanking damage. I think the Phoenix is really cool. And for certain attacks, especially where the, you're looking like the like a Hero Sui to get in there, a Hero Sui, the pets are useless at that point, right? Like, you know that you're going to give up your heroes and the Phoenix is going to be humongous for those types of attacks. But that's, that's my initial thought. So uh, to me, the Phoenix, which gives, and let me make sure that I understand the mechanic correctly, but the, the Phoenix pet does absolutely nothing until your hero reaches end of life. So when their hit points hit zero, essentially the Phoenix pops out and essentially that hero is under the warden's tome for eight seconds, which at the end of the tome period, at the end of the Phoenix time period, the hero dies anyway. The phoenix continues to live, doing damage very similar to the electro owl. But it, am I understanding the mechanic correctly? Yes. The only thing that you overlooked is that prior to the hero going down, it's a little egg that bounces along behind the hero, <laughs> but yeah, does absolutely so nothing. Cute. <laughs> it's so cute. I'm like, it gives me warm, fuzzy feelings. I'm like, look at the little egg. Okay. Kind of yeah, reminds one, me. That's the same thing I saw. I was like, oh my gosh, this little cute thing is bouncing around. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Grogu on The Mandalorian, like this cute little, yeah, you know, little egg bobbing Yoda. along him. Yeah. But yeah, you've, you've hit it up. That's exactly what happens it's that's a hero takes final damage and i actually i recorded a video that i'll wind up posting because somebody on reddit this morning had it's like oh what about like the healers can the healers then bring the hero back and i did a 
an attack with a queen charge with like I put like 14 healers on her. And then of course, you know, the eagle artillery triggered and killed all the healers before I could <laughs> see if it was gonna work. Because they're one club and I went, Oh, I guess I got a little overzealous on that one. So then I put like six or seven healers on her and I triggered her ability right away so that the archers could all get wiped out. And then uh enough damage got dealt to her. She died, and immediately you see the Phoenix burst to life. The Phoenix is invincible for that same period, just like the Queen is. And the healers literally just stopped and they just sat there floating, waiting for something else to heal. So the healers are not going to wind up being able to help. You just get like, it's that blaze of glory. They're going out, you know, which I really feel like is, I think about like my, my attacks, like I, I, my favorite attack right now is Hydra, which is a strategic spam attack, you know, that does require a little bit of precision. There are a lot of bases where the Eagle artillery compartment in a corner opposite the town hall, I will do a little bit of funneling and send a super wall breaker to get the king in or a little bit of funneling and just let the king with the yak head into there. I would not be surprised to find myself trying similar attacks, but putting the Phoenix on the king, just knowing that he's going to absolutely clear whatever compartment that is by the time he goes out in a blaze of glory. And the yak is cool. The yak deals damage, but I'd probably rather have eight more seconds of barbarian king invincibility level damage than the yaks damage that he would be dealing prior to the barbarian king going down plus you still get the phoenix actually has a decent body size for hit points so if there are like if a king can get into a compartment take out two air defenses the phoenix could potentially live for a decent amount of time creating some additional funneling before it goes down Uh, but it's it's a super cool troop uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how they all work out. Aries, what what were your thoughts on the pets? Do you have a favorite? Do you have any differing thoughts to what Trample had? Yeah, so I think I'm I'm really excited to start playing around with some of the different combos. Like I did like in the beginning of 14 when we got our pets, it was kind of like, what are we gonna, you know, what's the generic? Are we gonna mm-hmm. is there gonna be a, a go-to, which obviously now we know there generally is, but I was kind of like putting everybody and now I look back on it. I'm like, why would I put the owl with the king? It was, you know, it was just like, you look back and you're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to have fun kind of testing it out and going off recommendations. But I think one thing that's really cool that I saw in, in the sneak peeks is that with the Phoenix, it makes them invincible, not just invisible, which I think, you know, I don't know how many times I've lost my queen mm-hmm. and I, I put the invisibility spell down too too quick or, or, you know, she just dies through ability or whatever. And so in that regard, it's going to be cool because it is kind of like, you know, resurrection kind of like, okay, I'm back just for a little bit and nothing can, you know, can take her. So that little aspect of it is going to be interesting to me. I do kind of think of the poison lizard as, you know, we see a lot in the queen charges or even even like a, a warden walk where the owl gets ahead of himself and he just mm-hmm. gets himself into trouble. So I kind of feel like that's going to be indicative of what the poison lizard does. So we'll see. I mean, I, obviously I haven't really played around with it. I just like watched some of the sneak peeks over and over again, but I'm going to have some fun playing around with the different combos. Yeah. So I think the poison lizard is going to be very situational specific. So I think if there's a portion of the base where maybe you have the queen and the RC kind of close together, or maybe the king and the queen or two or more heroes that are maybe in the same compartment, then you might see the poison lizard being taken as a pet because it may be worth it in that instance, because getting through the heroes is going to be of utmost importance. Do you see those possibilities in those situations trample as far as using the poison lizard. So let's say that you're doing clone Hydra and you have an Eagle compartment that has the King that's right there. And maybe you can't get 
a headhunter in there, or maybe there's, you know, the king and then the queen is behind it. Like, do you think that that's going to be something that the poison lizard would actually be good for? Honestly, I just, I'm, I'm so skeptical. I, I feel like in the instance that you just described, I don't ever bring headhunters because I know that the king is going to wind up being able to power through them. I feel like I'd probably sooner put the phoenix on the king just to let him continue pounding through, or I'd sooner mm-hmm. throw Frosty on the king so that Frosty can come in and hit that hero from behind and you know start dealing extra damage to him. Because I know the poison lizard deals damage, but it's... Uh, I don't know. I think, you know, you talk about like a compartment where maybe there's a queen and the, and a, a royal champion in the middle. It's possible that even though the number one scenario where the Electro Owl will still see use is going to be in air attacks because that you pair it with the Grand Warden while he's in mm-hmm. flight mode and it, it makes perfect sense. It's possible you might find some Lalo situations where you're going to wind up bringing the Grand Warden into a compartment that has the queen and the royal champion and you know you're going to wind up going to an early eternal tome there where the lizard will be invincible for that moment i think you're you'll find some like kind of niche little situations where it makes the most sense but i i feel like he's going to be riding the bench like for eternity and i I will literally upgrade ever until somebody shows me something that proves me wrong i will upgrade when I get the new max pet house, I will, I will upgrade Diggy first to level 10. Then I will upgrade the Phoenix to level 10, then Frosty. And then I'm going to go to my heroes. And then when my heroes are done and my troops are done and everything's done and I have nothing to do with dark elixir, I'm going to wait two weeks and then I'm going to start upgrading the lizard. Like I really just, I'm, I'm, I've been pretty underwhelmed, but you know, Aries hit on the the idea of like tinkering. And I remember when, when town hall 14 first came out, I actually frequently had the Royal champion paired with the yak because she would head in to get defenses and break the walls behind her as the yak was trying to keep up, which would help set nice pathing for other troops to come through. So like, a lot of there are definitely no we've all settled into like the normal routine what i'm really excited about with the pets is exactly what ari said we're going to go through and we're going to get to like tinker around with all these different little combinations and in some ways it's like you know we've got an army that we like to use that like maybe maybe 80 percent of the army is pretty standard and the other 20 percent is is carved up depending on the base layout do i need a headhunter will i need an ice golem do i need a couple of cocoa loons am i going to bring a baby dragon and i think that the pets are going to do the same thing there will be some attacks where like oh yeah i definitely need the yak There'll be other times where the base is a little bit more open and we're not anticipating needing the yak because there's natural funneling or we only really would want it for one wall piece and instead we'll bring a super wall breaker and then instead we can swap that out to to bring Lassie for more damage or to bring Frosty for more damage or to put Diggy on the king in a specific instance. But I think that tinkering with them is going to be a ton of fun just by itself. But over time, you know, you talk about the landscape changing for base builders. The landscape is going to change for attackers as well to think about, hey, this is a base that has, it's got a poison spell tower. So I probably am not going to try and use like a mass witch attack because that's going to shred my mass witch attack. But, well, what if I were to do this first and my hero maybe could get my Royal champion with Diggy could get in there and take out the spell tower. And then I can mass witch something. Aries, I'm curious, Trample kind of answered this question for us already in that he thinks that Town Hall 14 pets are still going to be used at Town Hall 15. Do you think that Town Hall 14 pets are going to be inferior to Town Hall 15 pets in any way? So, yeah, I think I, I think it's going to be hard for a lot of people to get away from the yak because that one as well, that one in the unicorn for me, 
I'll have to wait and see exactly, you know, how these new pets feel. But the thing I like about any of this more so than, than the actual pets themselves is that now we have the options to Mm -hmm. choose. Like we can leave some on the bench. Like if we can, like we can, we can make the right army for whatever base we're attacking. Right. So right now I use, admittedly, my clan knows this. We're at this point. I use my legend army for most of my war hits. That might not be the option going forward. I might need to kind of like, like you said, like take the, you know, 80% kind of stuck with what I I know or like, and then the other part is going to come in to customize the rest of it, which is going to involve these hero pets, which I think I really like the way Clash is doing this. And not only, you know, the heroes and, you know, the, the pets aside, but the way that they're kind of releasing this whole update too, I feel like it's, I mean, obviously we know it's a big update. But having been through several town hall updates already and kind of like seeing how they're doing, and this is my by far my favorite, not because of the content, but because of the way that they're releasing it. We're seeing everything laid out. There's no like, because I'm not real, I'm not real hip on the whole clickbaity thing and oh, wait for this and watch this. And I don't mm-hmm. really like to have to be an investigator. I'm way too impatient for that. <laughs> so for me, this has just been like so great. Like I'm looking at all these new toys and like how this is going to completely change the game. And I think the pets are going to be huge. So do you think if you have somebody who is maybe close to maxing out their town hall 13 and they look at town hall 14 and town hall 15 and regardless of the rushing versus maxing argument, but to that player, do you think it might be worth just jumping to town hall 15 for the town hall 15 pets? Uh, if they're a max town hall 13, I, I would not recommend jumping to 15. No, I, I'm always been, I've always been real stickler on the heroes, like mm-hmm. make sure you max your heroes because for me, I did, I did a bad thing and, you know, I rushed through, we've all kind of learned our lesson in that regard. But like when people come into my stream and they tell like, you know, I sometimes I do base reviews and I'll go through it. And it's just like the heroes they're well, they're huge right now. Obviously we know that that's going to change some things around going forward. But for me, I'm just like, don't make it harder on yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like get through what you need to get through with the heroes. But as far as like defense, it's back in the day. I hate to say that again, makes me feel so old, <laughs> but back in the day, you had to worry about base weights. And we also had to mm-hmm. worry about what we were matching up with base, like actual weight wise and so this the upgrade plan was really strategic right you take it's to level one and you leave them there until your queen was you yep. know maxed or whatever yep, and so we had, a, we had yeah. a really strategic plan to where we wouldn't get mismatched because sometimes we would just get plowed over by all these these heavy bases that we match just because we had an it built now obviously the game's changed a bit more which i really appreciate because it's much less <laughs> work for clan leaders but things like that where you're, you're questioning of skipping a whole town hall level just to get the benefits, I think, I think you'll just kind of regret it in the long run because it'll make your grind that much longer. What do you think, Trample? No offense to the state of Kansas, but if I was driving across country, I right now don't know any reason to stop in Kansas, that there's anything exciting to look at. 
But if I was taking a road trip for the purpose of taking a road trip, I would probably try and find cool sites to see in Kansas. Again, I apologize to any listeners who live in Kansas. I think of every town hall as part of this really fun journey. And you should honestly, you know, for me, it's not a function of, well, you got to make sure you max every trap. You got to make sure you max this. Like, I just want people to enjoy the stops and the sites that they have to encounter at every town hall. Because like, I think about myself, I never... I was never a Lalo attacker until Town Hall 12. And I was like, I should learn Lalo. And I started trying, trying to learn Lalo at Town Hall 12. And I was like, there's a lot going on here to keep yeah. in. So what I did, because I've got, you know, too many bases, I, I went back to my Town Hall 9 and I started learning how to do Lalo, just mm-hmm. dealing with Archer Towers and Expos as my, my scary targets. And then I started practicing at Town Hall 10, incorporating how to deal with the Inferno Towers. And then at Town Hall 11, figuring out the pacing for the Eagle and pathing for the base and sometimes using a jump spell for the Queen. And then I got to Town Hall 12, dealing with the weaponized Town Hall. And I was like, hey, you know what? Having been able to practice Lalo with these different Town Halls was really great for me. Now, granted, most people don't have the, I don't know if it's the luxury or the curse of being able to go back and, and learn some of the lower town halls at the same time. But there's so much cool stuff at Town Hall 14. Honestly, figuring out how to fight around builder huts, how to figure out how to fight around the poison bomb. There are so many things to learn and experience and honestly enjoy, even when you know we launched Town Hall 14 and we don't have max pets. It was just so cool getting to tinker with them and play with them. I, as much as I will miss using Lassie, because I don't see myself using Lassie, see a whole ton in the future except for some like really cool ground pound type of attacks i'm gonna wind up having lassie diggy the i'm gonna be like leave the unicorn at home leave the phoenix at home i want damage output Mm -hmm. and there will be some attacks that we do that with but i i always tell people you know first off it's a game enjoy it however you want to granted if you choose to enjoy it by having level one archer towers as a town hall 14 you might not find a clan (laughs) that wants to enjoy the game with you but if you're having fun knock yourself out i i always encourage people to just enjoy the road because there's so much fun stuff to enjoy at each town hall yeah and i would completely agree learning techniques and tactics and skills at lower town halls and then bringing them up because what i find so often is that a lot of players just learn spam attacks as they're coming up or as they're rushing and they get to town hall 14 and all that they essentially know is spam and so they'll spam dragons or they'll spam yetis and and that's really all that they know how to do because they never learn the basics of lalo they never learn the basics of a really effective queen charge or you know maybe they had they spammed hybrid in at town hall 13 and they were really effective with that and then they found at town hall 14 well you can't exactly just spam in your troops uh, you have to do it a little more strategically so i would say that i completely agree with that i was just curious if you thought that players are going to look at this and say holy cow the pets at town hall 15 are so amazing i'm just going to skip the pets at town hall 14 and jump right to town hall 15 granted you can't just skip them. You still have to have level one of all the other pets, right, TD? Uh, well, yeah, you'll have to, it, it'll be just like with the barracks, right? You can't get archers until you have barbarians. You can't get wall breakers until you have archers. It'll be the same thing. Like you can't get, I think the upgrade, I didn't pay attention because in the dev build, I'm just like max everything. Poof, I'm everything's, but it looks like if, if reading left to right goes in order, it will go frosty, diggy, poison lizard, and then Phoenix. So pet house level five will give you access. So like for me, you talk upgrade priority. The number one thing is going to be, of course, storage is important for me. It's going to be army camps and pet house. But pet house, getting it to level eight is going to give us access to all eight of those pets. And then we can, you know, start hopefully having one upgrading at all times. 
So this has been absolutely amazing. Aries, thank you so much for coming on. I, I love talking about this nerd stuff. Of course, we know that Trample loves nerding out about this stuff in his mobile office. <laughs> do you have any closing comments or shout outs that you'd like to give? Yeah, no, I'm, I just am really excited to do this. I, I'm the same way. I'm a Clash nerd. And uh, whenever I uh, do my streams or get on voice with my community, I just totally nerd out over it. And this has been a total, like the last couple of days, I've just been like setting my alarm to get up and <laughs> watch the upgrade guys. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, look at this new stuff. And so I'm getting everything, taking notes. And obviously when we know things might change, but as of right now, it's, it's looking like a really exciting time in the game. And I think this is kind of breathing, um, you know, a, a fresh breath of air into the game. Whereas some people would even think of it as, you know, it was just kind of stagnant for a long time, but we were just impatiently waiting for something new. So this is, this is fun. This is exciting, but yeah, I'm, I was really excited to come on here and uh, I appreciate you guys nerding out with me as well. <laughs> Nerds unite trample. You have any closing comments? Um, I did just want to have, um, so Aries, could you also just, I know Tip will normally wind up putting like in the comments and whatnot where people can find you, but can mm. you just make sure everybody knows like when, when do you, do you have like a schedule when you're streaming? If people want to be able to, you know, jump on and, and catch your stream, is there a good time, the best time for them? And then also like your other social media and where you're posting. Yeah. So really it goes off uh, my schedule for streaming, like live streaming goes off of the community wars. Uh, I do a lot of different community leagues. So whenever they're scheduled, I, you know, I try to, it's been really slow with the, you know, kind of wind down of 14 as we're adjusting over, but I used to be live every day. However, there's not wars every day, but we'll be back to like the farming thing, which I'm pretty excited. But mm -hmm. yeah, I um, normally like just depends, but I have, I have a discord server. Aries gaming is the, uh, the invite code. And I have my full stream schedule there. So I post like weeks out as to when I'll be live. And then I'm also on Twitter uh, at Aries gaming and YouTube as well. We're, we're trying to get with the YouTube. That's just a grind. <laughs> that's a grind. And, and, and obviously now I have TikTok, So that's exciting too. <laughs> and on your Twitter, there is a link right at the top uh, yeah, for yeah. your discord server. So people will be able to find your discord server very easily from there. Yeah. And at each, each uh, social that I have, there's links to everything. So. Yeah, and we will put definitely put all of that in the show notes. So if you're looking for that information, it will be down below the episode information. Look for Aries on Twitter. And there was something else that I was going to say, but I completely forgot. Trample, <laughs> Trample, can you remember my brain? Is there something that I, um, I don't actually recall? But so just an, another another thing for me, because this is going to wind up being, you know, like people might be listening to this after, well, they'll obviously be listening to this after, you know, we do have a few more sneak peeks coming. We have, as of right now, we are recording this. Well, it'll be a week after the last episode. Yeah. Um, so right now, the only sneak peeks that we've had are the initial update with the troop levels and the defense levels. And then the second update, which uh, we were able to talk about the, what did we have yesterday? Oh, the new defenses, the, mm -hmm. the monolith and the right. spell tower. And then today's upgrade or update was on the hero pets. So uh, the other new content we haven't necessarily been able to see yet, but you know, I, I'm looking forward to you know being able to talk about some of that stuff as well at some point in the future. Yeah, so just for the listeners, today is Friday, October the 7th, so there will be more that comes out, and we will definitely be putting out episodes. We actually are in talks with having some additional guests come on, so we're super excited about that. I did want to go ahead and call out a friend. Uh, I, I told these guys before we started the episode that I had a good friend who passed away recently, and I wanted to call out uh, my friend Tara and her family. Tara passed away from colon cancer, and ever since the episode that we had with Bad Stag, um, 
and if you guys haven't listened to that, that episode name is Make One Stars Great Again. I know it, it, there's no political reference there. Whether or not you like Trump or you don't like Trump does not matter. That's a phrase that Badstack likes to use in his streams. And so ever since that episode, Tara's been going through the final stages of her life. And so I wanted to call out her family and just try to show them support. I don't even know that they're going to listen to this episode, but it's a tough time for them. So I wanted to give them a shout out. Thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it. We will have more information for you guys coming soon. Follow the podcast to find that information on Twitter at Clash Tips Pod. Check out uh, Trample on TikTok, on YouTube. Check, check out the Clash Tips YouTube channel. Hop into our Discord server. Hop into Aries Discord server. So we will see you guys there.